Redesign Travel is an interview series and podcast where we chat to experts, entrepreneurs, designers, researchers, and travelers of the world to explore how we can reimagine, reinvent, redesign, and regenerate travel. I'm your host, Elena Rodriguez Blanco. Welcome to today's journey. Today, we're journeying with Mauricio Segu, a hospitality professional that has dedicated himself to innovate in the most creative ways in the industry. Mauricio has a personal tagline that he calls Just Flow, and he applies it to every area of his life. Today, we will be talking about how to define your own brand, what innovation is really about, and how to transform places, stories, and value in everything you do. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon, Elena. My, my pleasure to be here with you. Great, thank you. So I wanted to ask you just to start, where are you now in terms of life? And what are some ahas that you've had in the last one or two months, you know, like some reflections that you've made and where the world is and where we're going? Okay, well, I'm going to start for, for the easy thing of where am I right now. I'm in Tarragona, where is my, my hometown. I'm very happy because actually after more than 20 years, that since I went for my degree to Barcelona in Asade and later for business uh, during 10 years, living in the up in the air mood, no? like the movie of Clooney, which you are like just uh, traveling a lot. And in the last years also, since I started my, my own project, really, well, it's like that I'm coming back to, to the basic things of life. Really, Tarragona has provided me a lot of, uh, a lot of focus. And since uh, the last two years with everything that happened with the pandemic and all the situations, uh, there are a lot of, of new thoughts, of course, that, that come, came to my mind and really uh, helps me a lot. No? So I think that, that now probably we can talk a little bit about them, but I'm in Tarragona. I think that I'm in a very nice moment of my life. I feel very light, very focused. I think that with this reset button that we had with the stop of the pandemic, with clear ideas. Amazing. That's so great uh, to be able to connect with, with the roots and place and with ourselves, right? Uh, I think it's been one of the big gifts of, of this time, <laughs> if any. I wanted to talk a little bit about your, your project. And I know you have, like, for you, it's not just a project, it's a life philosophy. And I would love uh, for you to share a bit about the work that you're doing um, in terms of innovation and in the hospitality sector, but also what's behind it. How did it how did it come about? Mm -hmm. Well, really, my, my job, I use a lot this concept of just flow. That's something that uh, came to, to me when I decided to, to leave the, the golden cage or the corporate lifestyle or call it as you want, like the, like the song of foster of the people, no? like call it as you want. Like really, the moment of your life in which you decide to, to lead yourself. So I think that innovation always starts by, by your own acts and your own actions and decisions. So in my case, really with the, the idea of just flow is all the things that are important in life that really occupy a great part of your life. Because sometimes we all have a lot of ideas, a lot of talks with a glass of wine in a dinner or in a weekend, the one that we want to change our life. But later, the clock sounds on Monday 6 a.m., and you start doing the same that last week. So basically, innovation to me 
first of all, is a, is a way in which you uh, embrace the idea of change. I think that change is the essence of life. I think that actually is this it was one of my more strong thoughts during the last months in, of pandemia. I think that change is basically what, what keeps us alive. So I think that I cannot imagine myself uh, doing the same thing for 10 years or even five or two, why not? Or people can, can imagine themselves like uh, one month doing the same. So I think that companies, usually people use a lot uh, concepts like, well, we are doing this, how is it going? Not too bad, things like that. But really are not facing um, what's happening and what can they do to change, no? So really my, my main, my main uh, input for companies is just to ask them a lot, to provoke them a lot, and help them to, to go a little bit out of, of what is expected. No? And, and you do all that in the hospitality sector, which has been one yeah. that is, uh, especially in Spain, that has been very traditional, let's say, in their way of thinking. So how do you keep this uh, concept of change, you know, to, and this, uh, embrace, for them to embrace this as something as part of them, while things have been pretty much the same here for the last 20, 30 years? Yeah. Well, uh, when I was finishing my, my degree, uh, I was the only one of my colleagues that I jumped into the hospitality sector. Uh, all my colleagues and friends were going to big brands like consultancy, accountancy, things like that. I moved to hospitality because I think that this sector has something amazing that you are treating with best moments of people's life. So... I think that this is a main ingredient of what hotels are doing or hospitality or tourism. No? That So you have great moments in people's life. So innovation is what's happening or what is changing according to those needs. I mean, for example, sometimes you go to a hotel of a three-star or four-star property and which is this? what is the soul of, of, this, of this hotel? Or it's just four-star property or five-star property with a nice breakfast buffet. I like very much my projects have been very focused on thematized hotels. I work with independent properties, with uh, a small and medium hotel chains, and I work also for big ones like Urstars Hotels and, and other ones, just to help to create why you should go to that hotel. I mean, hospitality is a, is a sector in which, as you've said, there have been few changes, but in the last the last years have been a lot with social media, with revenue management, with also with techniques and how you can uh, control the quality, many changes. But the main one is why people should go to your hotel. At the end, this idea of it's going to feel like home or which are the concepts. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what was happening is that we have taken this experience economy sectors that should be experienced economy and we commoditize them right so they became very standardized and now trying to find how to uh, pick that soul again and see what what comes out of there and how you attract your perfect uh, customer um, it's what's really there in the end you know and i know that you worked with a hotel that used to be very close to my house and i 
passed from never seeing it to then looking because uh, they were writing things in the window and and they really made it about stories. So it was all a big, big change in how they communicated and how that very standard hotel became like like a place with a, with a soul. And you could feel it even from the streets because I, I, I think I did stay there once, <laughs> but it was uh, basically a completely different feel even from walking across it. And I think that's, that's super interesting. No? And I would love to hear a bit more like how does this methodology then work like what are you what is it that you do with them like how do you help people reimagine redesign and take something that maybe they're even doing really well so there's no reason why to change right and be able to go into this transformational journey with you to uh, something that they never even imagined before mm-hmm. okay sure Elena. Uh, well thank you about these these feelings that you were just uh from the street, <laughs> perceiving from that hotel, that was a, an amazing project. Well, basically, I'm going to share a, a couple of things that kind of the secret sauce. No, I mean, uh, for any anyone that is uh, is listening us now, I would say first of all, innovation is a cycle with three clear steps. I mean, the first is all the ideation part. You need to create ideas. You we all know a lot of methodologies. You can use brainstorming, design thinking lateral thinking, mind map, all those things that are pretty academic, but actually are, I, I realize that most of the people, 95% use brainstorming, but why not the mind map, which I think it's the, the tool that I use to, to work more often. So once we have, we have a lot of ideas, to me, innovation, the second step is the value. I mean, which are the values of these ideas? Uh, sometimes what were supposed to be bad ideas are not so bad and the good ideas are not so good. So value is what's happening a bit with the marketing touch, I mean, which is the, your customer persona, uh, which is uh, the competitors, how is your idea can change really a sector or being just a, a small one. And the last but not least, because to me this is the, the essence, is the implementation. So many times when I work with companies and with, uh, with people, uh, about innovation, I always start saying that, look, uh, I rather much more an easy idea, simple idea with an excellent implementation that what usually happens, what usually happens is that we have amazing ideas, but later we are not capable to make them land to reality. So, uh, and actually this I learned many years ago. Remember when I started in hospitality, there was a big and famous hotel chain that was giving in all the check-ins a wet and warm little towel, no? And I thought, what? This is the big innovation. It's so simple, no? And later, when I was in charge in, of the experience in a hotel chain like Eurostars, so at that time we had like 18 to 90 properties in, around the world, I realized that to make that little thing happen in every hotel, every day, for all the check-ins, was super difficult. So sometimes an easy idea, super well implemented to me, is the, the key essence. And when we talk about the second thing, the methodology, that I, uh, this is the one that actually I, I create in that time when I start to thematize with uh, hotels, to me there are three, three, three steps for creating experience that you need to have a concept, you need to have an image, and you need to have finally a funnel, a customer journey, or call it as you want. No? But, Sometimes we start to think, well, let's think about experiences, but experience about what? And you need to have a clear concept of position, something that is like the, the main rock, no? 
and we want to rebuild something. So this to me, ideation, value, implementation, and concept, image, and customer journey or experience are like two big things in all my projects about this, this aspect. Amazing. And what are some of the, the challenges that you face during this big redesign or, or imagination uh, work? Well, the, the main challenge uh, when we talk about innovation and changing things is always the same, people. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean this is the, the clearest thing that I have in life. When I'm sitting in a meeting and the fur, actually you, you can just perceive it from the body language or sometimes with uh, little expression, no? but uh, when people say something like, well, uh, we are not doing so bad, why to change? We try this three years ago, didn't work. And you say, how many times did you try it? No, one day. We tried one day. Oh, <laughs> and you see that there are a lot of barriers, but most of the barriers are human and mental barriers. Innovation, actually, I love in my life, there are two words that I that don't exist to me, that one is mistake, another one is failure. I always think that any mistake is one more step to learn something, to change whatever. And any failure is, means that you've tried something, that to try something is, is the essence. How many people know, talk about things, but what have you tried? Or even in a, in a sport, no? do you prefer the player that tries to shoot or the one that is just passing the ball? The passing the ball is never makes the big difference. No? So the big challenge are always people in my, my experience. So you need to be very, uh, you need to use a lot of empathy. Uh, uh, you need to, to interact, to make feel people part of the project. A lot of psychological work is necessary. Yeah, it's a, it's a paradox, right? You need the people to innovate and to be creative and also the people can be the biggest blockages. So it's that journey almost from within that you need to make in order to be able to really like bring it out and, and create that change. And um, in going a little bit more out picture, zooming out, you know, what if you, uh, and if I ask you now to, to reimagine really what the hospitality sector could look like, I'd say in 20, 30 years, what are, what are some things that come to mind of how that future can be? What, what are some changes that you see can happen or could happen? Yeah, I think that uh, in future, tourism, like many sectors that usually we have very clear which are the players or which is the, the same value, no? how we, we need to buy something, to enjoy something or use any service. Uh, I see in future like uh, the big challenge of how, what is tourism at the end? You need to go to a hotel for travel? No. Uh, you need to go to a restaurant to enjoy a nice meal? No. So I think that what we've seen last years with this peer-to-peer uh, -peer economy in which players are nowadays uh, basically offer to everyone the possibility to travel, to sleep, to eat, to enjoy experience, to know the city, and many other things in a different way, this is, uh, I think that it's just the, the first step of big changes. So the branding and the importance to be relevant not just to be out of the commodity zone and to have clear what is your value, who is your client? I mean, uh, touristic sector 
basically the, the story of touristic sector is very clear. It appeared in 1960, more or less, because in Nordics, people had uh, paid vacations. That's when Benidorm and Soli Playa started years ago. Later, I would say that the second big step was the low-cost careers, okay? And later, internet and the social media and, and all the things that, that have changed. No? Probably the next big change can be who is providing a touristic experience or touristic service. And I think there will be many new players here, new ones. The old ones, hotels, restaurants, travel agencies, online OTAs, but also many new ones. Like, like what would be like a brand new player, for example, just to... No, brand new player could be a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Or could be a community. Why not just go to Berlin, to Kreuzberg and explore Kreuzberg? Uh, I think that tourists nowadays don't want to feel like one more in the big line in Sagrada Familia waiting for the queue or people want to connect, want to experience really cities and places in different ways. So why not? Yeah, I think uh, like it's really like from the core of reimagining what's even like a like a travel experience can be, right? And so so a few times we we design it even with you know like we say like this is what an experience should feel like in Barcelona. But if I go to Barcelona with my mother, if I go to Barcelona with my sister, with my best friends that I haven't seen in twenty years, with this, with that, it changes completely what I do. How, and it's still restaurants, hotels, and everything, right? But like the feel of it, the the music of it is different. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think tailoring down to this personalized aspects could really like bring to light what you were saying. Different, completely different players. And yeah, emotions that can come out of that space mm -hmm. as well. What other uh, connections would you see? I mean, if we are zooming even more out, you know, in terms of world changes, do you see coming? I mean, this can be outside the hospitality industry. You know, if I say Mauricio, what is, what is mm -hmm. the world of 2050 going to look like? Uh, possibly, I know it's really out yeah. there, but mm -hmm. what are some changes that you think will happen or need to happen or you would like for them to happen. Easy question, eh, Len? Very easy question. <laughs> Very easy question. Well, uh, I don't know, really these last days, uh, I'm, I'm remembering a lot when 10, almost 20 years ago, I was finishing my university. And for example, I think that's gonna change a lot how uh, we work. I don't know, for example, in 15, 10 years, the idea of office, of a Monday to Friday, of nine to five. These ideas starts to sound to me pretty old school. And really the idea is how companies can create this new relation no, with employees. And also, I was reading recently that like uh, young people, people in their twenties, when they are like, spending six, seven, eight months in a company, they feel that they have already passed a lot of time there. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, no, in my case, I was like, five years, six years in a company. And I was lucky because I was changing the projects and so on, but I didn't have this feeling. I think also it's clear, no, the, the relations, the family structures, the, this is also another big change that, that we are facing. And of course, it creates uh, a lot of new scenarios no, in terms of uh, how you organize your life, priorities, to buy or not to buy a home. I don't know, there are many things that change. Later, if we go more to the post-pandemia, 
I would say that there is a boom, and I think that there will be a boom for a long time of this carpe diem, that at the end to have nice moments every day, especially in some countries like Spain, is super easy and super cheap. I mean, to take a caña, to take a beer, uh, every at 8 p.m. with some friends, it's a great moment and it costs you two euros. I think that these are some changes. No? The way we work, the way we create the concepts of families and relations. And here we could say also, eh, we talk about uh, the apps to meet people and how relations become more short in time and so on. And also another third idea that I see very powerful is this carpe diem that all the sectors connected to what we start to, uh, today talking, no? hospitality, good moments in your life. I think that these are going to be booming a lot. No? But, uh, these are like three things that I see very pretty clear for future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think like we become more appreciative of, of this uh, small moment and, and what enjoyment can be taken from that and that perhaps we don't need this crazy experiences anymore to really feel the same things that we feel, you know, when we, when we're somewhere else in the world. So how can we go outside of our comfort zone without needing to be in a different country or how can we connect with someone in a deeper level without having to, to uh, spend like three days with them necessarily. <laughs> like, so I think right. that that's, uh, that's super interesting to see how all this, this simplicity can then play back. And also what we were talking uh, right before we started uh, recording, you know, the, the rhythms and I think we're lucky uh, that where we live has given us also that space to, to see a bit more the rhythms and how they work and not to be so crowded with implemented agendas and a bit more of the flow. I mean, we, we happen to live in into places that are more open to that. I know friends of mine who live in other countries that are planning ahead like crazy. That, that's something that they cannot even imagine sometimes. So it's interesting to see how that's also going to change, you know, in terms of how how we communicate and relate and, and bring about life. So that's super interesting. And, um, and what are you excited about, you know, in this coming uh, years with, with the work that you're doing and what do you see, uh, you know, you're working with innovations already there at the edge, but like, what are some changes that could happen even within your company or the way you do things? I don't know. I'm curious to see like your, I know you're a philosopher and a writer as well, so I'm appealing to your <laughs> to your more romantic side. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, so I'm going to answer you in a romantic way, or well, let's see. I'm not going to answer in a kind of a business plan or things like that. First of all, I'm going to say that I think that in my life, I'm, I'm living in cycles of two years. So uh, sometimes when I look back, I realize that two years is a size of time in which a lot of things happen. And now I have very clear what I want to do uh, in 2022, to be honest. And, and I know where I'm going. I know that uh, we are doing a project for hotel branding that I'm super excited about uh, worldwide. So, I mean, that uh, we are joining with a, with a very important hotel group to, to offer this, this methodology that we've made for other hotels. So I'm super excited about that. Today I had a meeting with a hotel in Germany, later in Buenos Aires. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, second, uh, I like very much um, uh, also another thing that's, that's to feel the, 
the real situation. I like, you know, we, we met also in, in Asade in those years. I, I spent some time and invest some time like with uh, teaching in classes, also sharing this idea with people in companies. But really now I have this 2022, like uh, a moment in which I feel, I feel myself like when I create uh, Innovarout 10 years ago. Probably this stop of pandemic has helped me to to be super hunger again, uh, to feel hungry, and I'm very comfortable in this this mood. So I think that that's a good moment. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I I also do another thing. That's uh, every two years, every year actually. I used to. I write a, a verb, uh, a verb, and some words that are the most important to me. And actually, right now, uh, I have here at home uh, a big uh, blackboard, because I always have a big blackboard at home. The word now is take care, cuidar. The important people in my life, the important projects of my life, the important projects that I can never call them work, because since I read that famous sentence of Confucius, you know, that if you love what you do, you never work, I always try to say, not, not call it job. Today, I'm I would say 11 hours, not this time, with different meetings, but I feel like more phrase that I started. So, mm -hmm. Amazing. Great. Yeah, no, that's great. I also uh, have that practice of having a word a year. And now that you're bringing it up, I normally put it around my birthday and I, have, I didn't pick a word this year yet. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> of that I always... I always write it September 1st. Yeah, yeah, I always write it in September because it's my birthday. September 1st for me is like uh, the kickoff of the, the kickoff. year. Yeah, yeah, for me it's always in September time, but I always do it in, in my birthday. And uh, this year, and it's usually a word that comes to me and, and sometimes a word that I'm a bit uncomfortable with as well because it's a word that you develop a relationship with. So actually, my word for last year was uh, power. Because I understood it's a word that it's uh, used a lot, that I'm scared, that I don't understand what it means for me. So many things. Just a word that I didn't really pay too much attention with or had more with a negative connotation than a positive one. And I'm like, wait, why? What, what stories? What narratives? What's happening? Why do I feel this way? So you have a whole year to play with, with that space. And, uh, and it's been really interesting what it, what it brings, right? When you're more conscious about that or, or cuidar, right? Which is related to others but also to yourself and and it's just a, it's really cool it's a really cool practice so <laughs> thank you for the reminder and Mauricio just to to end you know like I like to you know uh if you had some advice for people right now that are working you know in a more structured space how can they bring innovation and this just flow attitude to their to their everyday you know knowing that perhaps they cannot change everything around them but to start with themselves what can you what can you tell them uh, I would tell them a couple of things. First one, we all have uh, one square meter in the world, in any company, in any office. So in that square meters, everyone chooses what comes in, what comes out. That's something that I think a lot. I mean, you can be, actually it's like the movie La Vida es Bella, no? Uh, that you can be in the worst scenario, but you always have your one square meter. That's mm -hmm. the first thing that I would like to to point out that just to remember, no? And second thing, uh, feel yourself a rock star. I mean, 
innovation and ideas uh, come when you feel a little bit that you can be stupid, that you can do, you can be ridiculous. I, I'm a big fan of being ridiculous. It's the first step sometimes to innovation. So I would say like this, like take yourself, uh, this is probably one of the best advice that an, a friend has ever told me years ago. I remember uh, I was still in, in a corporate uh, level and we had a dinner. I was with a suit, with a tie, and I got late to the dinner. And he told to me, you are taking yourself too seriously. <laughs> and I thought, at that, that moment, that sentence was like a bomb in my head. And I thought, sometimes we took ourselves too seriously. This just flow, this idea that I, I'm always explaining, putting in all my projects and situations, is that at the end, we are here to enjoy. Life is too short. Uh, let's put every day uh, all the things that we love, that we like, and just have a phone call every day. I do it to an important person in your life. Propose, make mistakes, and all these ideas, but not seen from a philosophical point of view. Do it. Mm -hmm. This is not Nike, eh? but it's like <laughs> we have to. This is the, the key point. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maurizi, for, for your passion and your inspiration. And yeah, we, we met uh, teaching, co-teaching a class even, but yeah. it was more your yeah. class than my class, and I was teaching something different. But uh, I know that we were probably the strange, uh, the strange professors, <laughs> and I hope we continue to be, and probably also the most passionate about what we do and how we do it. So thank you for, for that shared passion and space uh, and sharing your square meter <laughs> in the class with the students and with myself. And um, yeah, thank you for your time today. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you very much. It was a real pleasure to be here with you. Sergio. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in today's episode of Just Flow. Please remember to like and follow us for more stories like this one about how you can change your life, your industry, and everything you're working on. Thank you and have a great day.